Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique with my co-host, Vince, to bring you the best in our veteran military spouse and first responder community. And Vince will introduce today's guest. Thanks, Enrique. Here we are closing out the month of June, Pride Month, that is, and who we have. We have Fallon Williams. She is from our nation's capital doing some great things. LGBTQIA plus Veterans Outreach and Relations Specialist from the District of Columbia, Office of Veterans Affairs. Fallon, welcome to the show. Let's start off. Tell us a little bit about you. I am a third-generation Army veteran. Um, I mainly joined the service based on just my grandfather was in the service, my um, uncle was in the service, and then my sister joined. So it's something that I always wanted to do. Um, and when I joined the National Guard, I thought I was just going to go to college and, you know, do both of them, but I end up joining full time. And since then, um, I got out in 2016, uh, went to dog tag and really was looking at some way to um, just become a service to my community. And since then, I've uh, once I graduated from college, went to Friendship Place, did some work in the community with veterans and housing and security. And then now I'm currently at the DC Mayor's Office of Veteran Affairs. I'm the fourth appointed LGBTQ veteran um, outreach and relations coordinator in the United States, serving our nation's veteran and ensuring veterans and ensuring that all veterans are served equally um, as they well deserve. We thank you for your service. And we know that your work over in the DC area is not done, it just started. So tell us a little bit about the OVA and the work that you're doing there. So the Office of Veteran Affairs, uh, because we are up under the Mayor's Office of Community Affairs, it's a little different, but most of our work is mainly done uh, for our uh, federal benefits. But we have the job of really looking at what the district needs. Um, so we have a team of a uh, total of six. So we do mainly looking at what of our district veterans needs and providing programming for that. Also, um, ensuring that our veterans are being taken care of on all realms, whether it's housing, employment, things of that nature, and filling the gaps if needed. So we have, uh, first of all, um, a veteran service officer. You can come in uh, for our DC veterans, get your benefits um, needed. Also our spouses, we're seeing an uptick in those because a lot of our spouses don't even realize once their veterans passes away that they actually qualify for those benefits. So we're doing a lot of education in our senior um, facilities on making sure our um, spouses know that once your husband's or once your um, wife passes away, these benefits are available. We also have another program called Vets Ride. Because when you look at the um, the numbers as far as transportation, it's a huge barrier for a lot of individuals not being able to go to whether it's the VA, um, especially in DC. Um, some individuals are a little afraid to get on the metro, the bus, things of that nature. So we provide uh, ten free taxi rides to any DC veteran. And now we, uh, because the huge food insecurity issue with our senior community. We open it up to any uh, senior in the district 60 or over um, with no eligibility requirements. Also, we do pathways to work because a lot of times the tickets in D.C. are a barrier for individuals to either get employment or a driver's license. So we brought that program up to just ensure that regardless of the amount of tickets you have, you can come to um, us 
make sure that you're a veteran, verify that, and then also go back to um, the DMV, the, uh, the CCU, and they'll sit down and get a, create a payment plan with us. Um, another program we were finally able to do that we're still continuously working on is the Homestead and Zipturn Act. And what that does is if you're a DCU homeowner, um, you are allowed to come in and apply for exemption of some of your property taxes. And then where I come in in place along with um, my other uh, outreach uh, entity is any question a veteran has, whether it's navigating resources for housing, um, which is a referral down to the Community Resource Center, whether it's uh, you need to be in contact with some type of employee assistance, where it's um, a veteran is in need of just a warm handoff on something. And me, honestly, what I've seen, um, the VA finally has got into the place in which they are opening it up and bringing in LGBTQ plus veterans. And I've seen an uptake in gender norm conforming veterans, LGBTQ veterans coming into my office and after five, 10 years, finally applying for their discharge upgrades. But with that comes a lot of just sitting down with them and just telling them that you're going to be safe um, and it's okay and you deserve those benefits that you um, you earned. Because a lot of times in the LGBTQ plus community, because of don't ask, don't tell, uh, they separate being um, LGBTQ plus with veteran. So when it comes to the Office of Veteran Affairs, we um, are varied. We're always looking at how we can improve and we're always looking at the district itself on how do we need to grow to better serve our community. Well, you all are mighty six because everything you're doing is phenomenal hearing that there's only an office of six there, Fallon, and you're keeping the, you know, enriching the veteran's life and spouse's life and in a safe environment. So I applaud all the work you all are doing in the district and hopefully others around the country will model the, the model what you all are doing. So thank you for sharing that. Speaking of community, um, what do you do all the Office of Veterans Affairs does in the community to give back? For me, my job is uh, uh, really going out in the community. Um, since I was appointed in 2021, I've been doing a lot of work, really going out with the Mayor's Office of LGBTQ Affairs, uh, showing my face up, whether it be at a vigil, whether it be at an event, whether it be just in spaces where um, individuals are. Because even though these organizations like HIPS, Damon Ministries, and things like that exist, um, we they still have a negative connotation when it comes to anything military oriented. Um, so I've been going out there really looking at how can I integrate myself and build that trust. Uh, I was actually, um, for the first time, uh, Black Center of Equity opened up its uh, doors and was able to do a veterans workshop for Black Pride. So, and in that, um, Kenya Hutton, he was the one who really agreed to it. Uh, we were able to just put that out there and build a trust on of the community in an open setting um, because that's something that's never been done. Um, also, I'm about resources because what happens is there's a lot of resources that are out there in the district, but it's all about bringing those resources to the actual constituent basis. And as we all know, you know, even in um, the world itself, even you, and when you get out of the military, a lot of things is word to mouth. So my job is also going to 
other uh, facilities such as Martha's Table, such as um, SOM, and seeing what capacity that they have and how can I better serve it and bring it to uh, the DC veterans. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what I do. Um, always making sure that whatever's out there that I know about, I'm educated on and that I can bring it to, you know, the DC veterans. Another thing that we do is um, DC does have a vets now working group that stays on top of our housing. So when it comes to any housing and secure veterans, what's going on with our uh, public support of housing uh, vouchers and things of that nature, um, I'm, I, I'm a part of that group because I need to know what's going on with our housing in the district as well, too, and what are those gaps of coverage and how, as the Office of Veteran Affairs for D.C., what do we need to do or what do we need to do as far as like advocating better um, as well to just making sure that um, we advocate for our veterans, whether it be individuals who are already housed, um, individuals who can't really um, afford to it to stay where they're at or stay in place. And then also I'm realizing, you know, being connected to things that just could really allow veterans to age in place in Washington, D.C. Well, it seems like the D.C. OVA is in full swing, and I'm so happy to hear all the things that are going on there, not only in the community, but with the veterans. So what's on the horizon for the OVA? Well, what's on the main horizon is really looking at uh, getting a housing specialist. We really need one because when you look at it uh, with the housing crisis continuous going on um, with my job, although I do a lot of housing, we really want to look at how can we get a tempo on more of that. Uh, I myself advocate for veterans all the time. Recently, I ran into a veteran I had to advocate for um, because there was a, just an issue with the standards in which he was living. Um, so my deputy, uh, Tony Williams, reached out and was on the case as well, too. But with that, um, a housing specialist would be good. Also looking at how can we make it a just better place for individuals to live in Washington, D.C. Our Homestead Exemption Act is one thing that our director Tomingo is looking at how can we make that expandable because we do have eligibility requirements as far as income you know and we all know that dc is very expensive place to live so how can we expand that to not only serve um where it makes sense but also how can we expand it for our spouses um who are surviving after their um their military members have passed Another thing too is food insecurity is on the rise for our veteran population. So looking at um, how can we figure out some type of funding, Salt Lake City has did an amazing job at pulling those entities in and creating a farmer's market um, for the VA there. So how can we really bridge the gap um, with them too? So those are just some of the things that's on the gap, but really looking at how can we use our advisory board to really stem forth for political pushes on creating more policy towards housing and making DC an overall better place for DC veterans to live. Well, that's a phenomenal work you're doing. I'm hearing you're an advocate, you're a trailblazer, you're doing so much in all the aspects of a holistic approach, you know, for security for food, security for housing, it's just phenomenal work you're doing and taking 
best practices from all over the country it is it's a Salt Lake City, for example, is so phenomenal, Fallon. Um, and another way you also reaching out is through podcasts. So now you have a bigger audience uh, in the social me media arenas, which is phenomenal too, uh, which is amazing. So hopefully folks listening in will learn more about the great things uh, you all are doing at the OVA in DC and hopefully reach out when they need to. But now let's transition, talk about uh, sharpening our saw. You know, as leaders, we also have to continue to do so. So Fallon, what do you do to sharpen your saw as far as to help you thrive in your professional life? The biggest thing that I have really, really did, and I'm be honest with you, um, I have not always done. I miss being in the military where you have that action plan of you get that, you know, mandatory leadership training. You're always educating yourself on things as, okay, well, you know, you have to go to this school and you did this, uh, you have to do this training. But first of all, I've learned to start taking care of myself. Um, because as a leader, if you don't take care of yourself in so many ways, burnout exists and it has an impact on you in so many ways, even the ways in which you just, um, just act towards not only your colleagues and your leadership, but also um, your family and friends. So that's the one thing too: self-care, whether it be with therapy, uh, reaching out to other leaders, um, actually looking at things from different perspectives. Because although everyone is in a similar fight, that doesn't mean that they're in the opposite fight for you. And I had to really learn that. Um, because we all have different interests. And that has really been one thing that has really had me looking at things and being like, although my interest might be food insecurity for our veteran population, because I see that on a more consistent basis, um, that doesn't mean that the Homestead Exemption um, Act is no you know, less, or maybe throwing an event for celebration is no less as well, too. The second thing is always be willing to grow um, and realize that uh, I'm not always right. And the third is, um, I would say definitely um, education, reading, um, whether it be a book about um, educating myself on uh, wellness, whether it be about the uh, laws of power, whether it be just about how to maneuver in this world in a different perspective. Those have been really the keys in which I've sharpened myself. And then fourth, utilizing individuals as mentors to always have them as um, an extra ear or extra eye. When I'm going through things, what do you feel or how do you, how would you adjust or look at this from an overall perspective? And it's especially when you're going, for me, I take things very personal and I've been really having to just stop myself and separate that myself from the mission um and with that it's been important for me to have advocates in the same room as me um who also look like me who are on the same mission as well too to get a better understanding of overall what am i necessarily i wouldn't say up against but what are what am i dealing with as a whole and who can i really branch on to and who do i need to make sure that i bring into the rooms that not only are similar to me, but are very different with the same mission. And then I would say another thing would be with um, 
I always find ways to network, whether it be on um, events, uh, listening to different um, podcasts. Also, like there's always some type of thing going on. HRC does Project Thrive, where they talk about things such as intersectionality and the LGBTQ plus community, uh, connecting with uh, Blue Star family, um, like Safe Space Nova, finding people in your life who are already in the field um, because there's no reason to reinvent what's already been existing. It's just like people are so, um, people are really open to providing information. You just have to find the right person and then taking um, created where it works specifically for your own community. So those are the things I would say. Definitely um, self-care um, two, really looking at um, reading books. Three, finding mentors and advocates. And then four, um, looking at always like, you know, podcasts, information, um, networking and things that will broaden your network and understanding as a person, individual. Well, that's a definitely great four-prong approach at making sure that you are sharpened all the way around folks it's a, an important thing to implement into your life now fallon when you were growing up in the military and now that you're in the private sector or civilian sector and it sounds like you're doing a lot of great things what advice did you receive that you would like to pass on to an emerging leader today that you thought it was very valuable i would say it was um, Tony Siance while I was in dog tag in networking. If you ever ask for something, be willing to provide something back and ask them, what can you provide for them? And that has really gotten me a long way. And another thing would be if you have a problem, come with a solution already there. Like I never come with just a problem or an issue. I always have a solution already in the back of my pocket because no one just wants to hear of, okay, here's an issue without like, okay, so what type of solution, you know, you would have. So that's what I would definitely say. And then um, I guess the third one would be um, in the military, especially when on my deployments, we're all human, you know. I didn't really see any type of separation until I got into the civilian sector. Um, and I missed that camaraderie and I missed that, you know, regardless, you know, you're a soldier first. Those are three things I would say. Well, honestly, you know, those are three things speaking from the heart. You are very right. It is a two-way street, not always looking for just self, but also want to help out and figure out a way to give back. And also when there is a problem, definitely bring a solution because you know, that's how it gets solved, right? Not only just giving and barking, hey, I want this done, but let's see how we can improve it together. Here's my thoughts on that. I love the fact that we keep this humanized, you keep each other uh, accountable for what we're doing. Now, let's talk a little bit about your memorable leadership aha moment. If you have one, love to hear which one that was and share with our audience today. I guess it was, I think it was mainly two things when I was actually having a personal discussion with my therapist and he explained to me the fact that, cause he was like, family, why are you always fighting? <laughs> and I get that a lot, you know, just by 
you know, the work on men, the advocacy in, on men and things they're saying. And he was just like, look at it from this aspect. Um, it's not that people are against you. It's the fact that people have different interests. If you're a homeowner, you're going to have interest in homeowner things. If you're an individual that can't afford to buy groceries, you're going to have interest in food insecurity. And that was my really aha moment and where I stand at today um, in my position, because I meet, you know, the way uh, the D.C. veteran constituent base is, we have so many different areas. And although our median income for our veteran population falls at like over 85,000, you know, we are really, really a varied community. And another aha moment was uh, the last military must muster I did. I was very intentional about bringing everyone to the table and inviting everyone, whether it be uh, military dependents, uh, allies, uh, spouses, um, also um, just anyone in the community that has did something for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and also service members that were still in. And uh, Major General Retired uh, Smith told me, she was just like one individual drove all the way, I think it was like an hour and a half, just to be able to have a safe space to find individuals to deal with what they were going through in their current unit because they did not feel comfortable coming out. And that was an aha moment for me that regardless if it's just one or two, that the work that is being done is important. And sometimes numbers don't really matter. And although we want to see huge amounts of numbers and we want to have like this big showcase of things, what really matters is the intentionality that we put behind it. Um, also, um, the amount of just follow-up uh, relationships that we're building. And I guess I learned it was aha moment, but I kind of had already saw it in dog tag when Megan spoke to me about how they were trying to be pushed to have like maybe, you know, 20, 30 fellows. And in me, what I realized is it's okay to be small and start off small because you can invest so much time in those individuals who will further take it out and teach and bless and serve as an advocate for other people as well too. Very important aha moments there, especially the safe space, right? We as leaders need to consider what kind of spaces we are providing for our people. And most people just want a safe place to be at. And so very important. Talking about transition from army to now civilian, and you have several transitions there because you went from a straight army to the National Guard and then back and forth, and now you're working with the community. So there's a lot of changes there. There's a lot of challenges there. So what certain strategies do you use with yourself and your team to deal with those times of change and challenge? I think the first strategy um i use is the fact that i can only do what i can you know sometimes as a person it's just like and even as leaders we try to take on the whole entire world and we feel as though um it's our job when it really isn't 
you know, it's a lot of systematic things that were way in front of me before I even existed. Uh, so what I've learned is to carry the weight that I can, but not on, not only that is to do what I can with what I have. Uh, I also, it's not, um, it's not selfish taking care of myself. And that's a thing that I really have to tell myself. Um, there are certain things that I can push for. And as long as I try my best to push for them, I bring them up. Um, I understand both sides of the system um, from a funding aspect, um, how council does things and how things are put into um, uh, provision and things of that nature, which is why I'm really looking at, okay, where's policy at? So I would definitely, you know, really say, um, I just check myself. Um, I do the best with what I have and that's okay. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, you know, there are some things, some days where I'm just like, like for instance, this week, we didn't really have any openings for our um, transitional housing facilities. And there was nothing that I could do about that. But um, I tried my best to ensure those veterans had a, a space to, um, safe space to stay. Um, I connected them to resources um, and I ensured them that I was there as one of their advocates and I was I was um, there to support them. So in situations like that, um, I just give myself grace because in my role, um, I have to understand that there are certain challenges that I have faced as well too. And although I am one of many, um, there are certain things that I face as well too. Yes, indeed. And one old, like I say, crusty chief master Sergeant used to say to me, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. But, but you know, it, you know, you talk about definitely folks here. It's about safe space, about adding value to one another, being heard and accepted. And the Office of Veterans Affairs in D.C. is doing a phenomenal job getting these individuals to understand that, hey, you are part of our team. Quality first is always important. And Fallon's doing some wonderful things, folks. So if anyone out there wants to know more about the Office of Veterans Affairs and, and our nation's capital or how to reach Fallon, Fallon, tell us how to do so. You can always go to our website, um, DC underscore over. We are on Instagram. We're on Twitter um, as well. We have a link tree. We're on uh, Eventbrite. DC underscore over. If you want to talk to me, I'm on LinkedIn at all times. That has been my saving grace as far as finding other uh, individuals. You know, also, you know, for any individual that's looking to network to really see how I did what I did and how I maneuver around Washington, DC, you know, my email address found is my name, found.williams at dc.gov, you know. So those are my points of contact. But of course, LinkedIn is my quickest way to get in contact with me. Well, outstanding folks, and we're going to have that as part of the show notes, the video, so you can get a hold of Fallon and all the great things that she is doing in the D.C. area and follow OVA. If you want to get a hold of us at the Leadership Void podcast, the Leadership Void at gmail.com is where you'll send that correspondence. Anything you would like for Vince and I to cover in the leadership realm or a guest that you would like to see featured on our show, you could do it by those means. Absolutely. But today is all about Fallon, you know, enjoying the rest of the Pride Month and always doing great things you're doing, Fallon. Thank you for all that. And thanks to our sponsors, uh, Triple Nickel, VEI and Favor for sponsoring our wonderful show, The Leadership Void. But today, Fallon, it's all about you. Thank you for being here and all the things you're doing. Have a great day.
And thank y'all both for just having this show and doing what y'all have to do. You know, you do an amazing job at putting it out there and like providing those resources and services for leaderships as we all need. Thank <laughs> you.